0: And we're back. Wow. Hi. Oh, hey. 2017 CrossFit Games Open, 17.1. Misfit Athletics back with you finally after a year off talking about the Open. Drew and I just did the Open workout. Sort of. And we feel, (laughs) well, I'll speak for myself. (laughs) I feel a little drunk. Uh, But I think we can um, get through this just fine. I learned a thing or two while I was doing it. So before we get into uh, breaking down 17.1, Drew, what you got for us?
1: We put a little uh, Misfit Banner Giveaway Contest on Facebook. Um, it was on Facebook, right, Ted? Yes, yes it was yeah. on Facebook. And our good pal from Lafayette, Louisiana, Nick Reese, ding, 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 is Did the winner of the banner.
0: Did he just become our good pal? Is he now our best friend ever?
1: Yeah. Best friend. Best wow. Friend. I mean, he's gonna have a banner, a banner up,
0: and so. a new set of best friends. Boom. Wow. There's a lot what of jealous people out there. now. <laughs> Two we got for any, one. We got
1: any camps coming up, Serby?
0: yeah we got a camp coming up
2: hey. in san antonio right. texas uh april 7th to the 9th at pillar crossfit this will be our what
1: third love pillar love pillar and yeah. this is the first time doing camp 2.0 at pillar so <laughs> brand new stuff we know more and we're gonna tell you about it
0: worst case scenario even if you don't like us you could pay for a camp ticket and then go to the riverwalk pretty fun Eat tacos
1: yeah. Hang out in Travis's um, RV? Camper. Yeah. <laughs> it's a candy van. <laughs> Don't go in there.
0: <laughs> well, let him break it in first.
2: Okay. The bango as he calls it.
0: Sorry.
3: Girl, Is that really up? what he calls it? Yeah. He was
1: called wow. the Winnebango. You're all giving weekend. away his stuff. His, his yeah. Snapchat You're just ruining... went way down. Yeah. Wow.
2: Winnebrango. <laughs> Sorry. All right. <laughs> Sorry, guys.
0: <laughs> so, uh, 17-1. Um, it was fun. Can I sum it up like that? It was a lot of fun. Uh, it wasn't. It was uh, it took me like eighteen thirty four. It took Drew thirty, Infinite. 30 <laughs> <laughs> He's still going actually. Yeah.
1: I'm gonna head back out. I'm gonna finish after the podcast. Drew
0: loves time caps. So oh,
1: man, I do love time caps, they're awesome.
0: Um, yeah, so uh, Sherb, you got a uh, firsthand view watching Drew and I go. Uh, first impressions of the workout. What is going to make or break an athlete in this piece?
2: I mean, looking at the games, athletes versus you guys, it's clear that they were, were able to. About they were able spectrum. to pace the uh, the workout by not not stopping moving the entire time. They picked a pace, they settled into it. And they basically cruised for the duration. I didn't see a drastic change in their pace the entire time. You guys on the other hand looked like a robot. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, he did. You guys early on looked great, looked smooth, and all of a sudden you you. got to the round of thirty dumbbell snatches and things fell completely apart. And I think that's where most people are gonna get hung up is after that second round of twenty and fifteen. You go back to dumbbell, you do ten, you're like, Oh my fuck, I still have twenty. It feels it feels
0: like forever. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, I mean, I, looking at that, I think it's picking a dumbbell pace early on that allows you to stay moving the entire time. And if you're looking at a top score, you're not walking away from the dumbbell. You are staying over it, finishing your reps, and then going directly to the box. So, be, box because
0: troubles. I know for competitors, this isn't necessarily a long piece. It's like, you know, you got to be 13-minute range, sub-13. That's your, that's your bare minimum. Mm-hmm. Um so you believe, after watching us, that it's better for somebody to pick the steady pace right out of the gate, hold it the entire way, versus hitting maybe fast sets and taking a short break, hitting fast sets, taking a short break. I just think if you see yourself walking away from the dumbbell
2: or chalking your hands or sipping water in this, you're not going to be getting a good score. Fair I, enough. I, I mean, you don't have to have the dumbbell, like, as soon as you touch the ground, grab it with the other hand, but you cannot take a step back from it. It's People, no different
1: than... People that are willing to work know what steady really means. Of course. So you guys out there that hear steady... That means slow, um, your score is going to suck. Right. So don't take that advice to heart in terms of like, okay, don't help it. You know, really take it easy. That's not what he means. He just means don't be frantic. Don't stop moving. I think it's important to say,
3: like, it doesn't matter how fast you go through the 10s, 20s, and 30s. If you get to the 40s and you have to step away from it for 10 seconds and and stop. I mean, you lose all that time. Yep.
0: Yeah, how important transitions. I mean, when I was done, I just slammed my dumbbell down, and I just dove over the box. I think Drew decided to see how far he could throw his dumbbell from his box, so that next round he went over his dumbbells
2: as far away as possible. (laughs) But um, personally, it looks to me like it's you know, nonstop motion, basically. You set your dumbbell down, you walk right over your box, you do your box jump overs, and then when you finish, it's directly back to the dumbbells. There's no time for chalk, there's no time for walking around, doing a loop around the dumbbell and picking it up. It's, you know, if you think about the workout, you have a significant amount of transitions and you just wrote a that lot. article about, um, that, you know, I guess right. I was in it, basically. You guess it you were in it? it? Yeah, was we'll about, about, about you, Dumbo. About sixteen five, and you're talking about there's 13 transitions there. There's a significant amount of transitions in this workout, and if yes. you're you know, rationalizing, oh, the dumbbell's heavy, or I don't want to do box jump over, there's a lot of time to stand around that could add up really quickly.
0: Since we're talking about Sherb now, I'm going to come to you. How important is the efficacy of the burpee in this, even though it's added <laughs> with the box jump? What are saying. Yeah, <laughs>
3: absolutely. I mean, I... I I see a lot of people wasting energy in the uh, burpee box jump overs, um, jumping off the box, going away from the box, and having to turn turn around. Um, I, I recommend, if possible, you can get some of that work done on top of the box. Um, burpee efficiency, making the burpees for a guy like Sherb, um, who you know, obviously, I'm going to have a, a different time getting through the burpees, and I could probably take a different strategy. But for him, is making sure that his footwork is right. A lot of the stuff that we went over in the burpee efficiency. Um, uh, bar facing burpees video applies to this yep. making sure that your weight is going toward the box when you jump up over that's the
2: biggest one on the i saw in the in the video the athletes doing it they did a really good job of making sure as they're standing up their momentum was taking them to the box there was yep. no Were they stepping
0: up, and up? They, i was too nervous to watch them
2: fikowski stepped the entire time velner started jumping up and then as he got tired and towards the later rounds he ended up doing a little bit of stepping but for the most part Ficowski stepped the entire time and kept his momentum towards the box
0: how did I do? I stepped the entire time. You did. And, and then well, I first first two started two shuffling. So, so <laughs>
2: early on, you did a really good job stepping up to yep. the box, using the momentum, getting on the box. But then as you got tired, your step didn't carry
0: You was close to the right. box. So you had the I felt it. I felt it. As it sucked.
3: Yeah. It's terrible. We talk about not stopping. That's the first two rounds exactly. You, when you came down, your feet hit. You were already turning and in, going into the next one. And then as you got into the third round, yeah. the over. It, you, you come off the box and you stop. Yeah. And then turn around. And you, you really hard. can't stop in this. you got to keep moving. Yeah. It's got that, like, was it 14.1 feel to it with the light uh, snatches and double unders. Is like you just got to keep going and find a way to just keep moving.
1: Basically, if you don't feel like you're going to fall over if you don't jump, then you're kinda of doing it wrong. Right. So if you do the one foot thing, that lead foot that you step up with is the one that's planted and ready for the other one to kiss the ground and send you up over. And if you tried to pause, you'd roll yourself into the box. And if you're a little bit shorter, you get a little bit more flexibility, maybe even a little just a little bit more dynamic. When you jump up and those two feet hit again, you gotta go right up over. I think that'll be I think that'll be a game changer for Especially some of the bigger people.
3: What that, I agree. What that does too is that allows you to actually. I mean, we saw when people were pulling the snatch from the ground; it's a it's a muscle snatch, and it's you know, a little bit longer time under tension. Pull, and that just saves your um, sorry, it gotcha. saves your uh, saves your legs a little bit for the snatches. Um, conserves. I don't know. Right did there, you so. see
1: my style? <laughs> it did save your legs for shit. <laughs> well, uh, Tiger exactly. style. All right, <laughs> let's
3: let's talk about the
0: snatches for a second. So, two things that I think it's fair to say we're not a hundred percent sure of the rules on this so just things to consider one is coming down with the dumbbell in the rule standards it says specifically the dumbbell rep ends with the dumbbell locked up overhead and they talk about not using your hand or uh, arm to press off the body for control but if the rep ends overhead is it okay to place the opposite hand then on your leg as you're controlling the descent because that does make a difference and helps you push back into a better hinge we don't know if that's allowed or not because technically the way it's written the rep doesn't happen from the dumbbell overhead to the floor in that direction it's only from the floor to overhead because I think you can drop it because they haven't said you can't. Yeah. Can you do that? I don't know. That may help people control the descent of the dumbbell and the other thing that everyone wants to know we're not sure what the rule. actually I think Nicole Carroll did touch on it. You can switch hands on the way down, correct?
2: Yeah, she was saying that she tried to Confirm build the that cells. for yourself. Yeah, definitely, def- definitely check the rules before you say you're going to do that. But she was talking about her strategy piece that she does after every single open announcement. And she's saying that for her, it wasn't a good strategy because the dumbbell's a little heavier for her. So it basically smoked her to change hands. But... No, I think if you can do that early on, some of the best athletes are going to be switching hands as the dumbbell goes to the floor to spend less time transitioning left to right when the dumbbell reps are less. Well, when
0: you think about it too, if you switch hands on the way down and you go down and set up, you're loading the way you want to load to pull it back up off the floor. If you put it down and then have to switch hands, you technically may lose some of that tension or you have to change positions or reload to pull it. So if you do switch hands on the way down, you can load just like you do a touch and go and and it should be easier to go that way. Um, just triple check and make sure that that's acceptable before you pick that standard. I think it's going to be, but that could be huge for the dumbbell snatch.
3: One of the... Th- What's that, Ted? Uh, the
0: way that they work it is. We got clarification coming, folks. ...must alternate arms after each repetition and may not alternate until a successful
1: rep is achieved. So if the rep is achieved at the top, that should mean that on the way down it should So... That'd be crazy if somebody tried to throw it to the other hand over their head. So Charlie's going to.
0: the clarification best we have from the website says basically once the rep is achieved, a good rep finished at the top, that rep is over and you can start to switch hands on the way down because the rep has ended. If the rep is good, If the rep is no good, right? No rep for whatever reason, then you would, wouldn't be able to do that because you'd have to do a good rep with that same hand. So, mm-hmm. So it sounds like you can switch hands on the way down and I'm guessing some of the best scores will do that.
2: Yeah, I don't know if that's going to be consistent for the entire workout, but I think early on when the reps are light, low enough that that's to be something they do. You know, you may see some at the very end of that fifty try to sprint to get to the burpees. Sure. And do whatever. I, think more, at that I point, think more. I think more
3: important than than that is where you place the dumbbell on the ground. Um, I saw uh, a couple of reps that you did. You got a little lazy on, on the way down and put it out in front of you. Oh, I couldn't go to the ground anymore. <laughs> oh, okay. that, so, that wasn't that wasn't okay. like a planned tactic. So e- either way, but uh, if you're putting the dumbbell down w- out in front of you. Um, you're going to be pulling from a shitty position. Yes. It's going to be a slower pull. It's if you're trying you to go back. to regionals and you pull yep. that shit. Right. So making sure that that dumbbell way is back go, between your feet. Um, and then the other thing is if you do actually set it between your feet, um, the not standing up at all between grabbing the next round. So uh, the R- next rep. Right. So yeah. we saw Vellner did that a little bit. He did like a quarter squat and then came back down to it. And, you know, you definitely don't have time to do that. So
0: I, when I did it, I treated the, the dumbbell like a, a kettlebell almost. And I, as I dropped it down, I put it way back behind my legs so that when I switched hands, I had to really load the hip, and I know my position was shit at the bottom, but it did give me leverage to be able to put my hand up against the head of the dumbbell, oh, this looks crazy, <laughs> and uh, what were you doing? swing <laughs> swing the dumbbell, uh, actually swung it like a kettlebell out the long way instead of uh, trying to pull it in close because I could do that more consistently than always pulling in here. So because it's so light, I treated it almost like a swing. It worked okay for me.
1: Where's the, where's the turn-on point? So someone's oh racing, uh, they're neck and neck. Maybe, I mean, probably if they're racing, they're in the same region. So, that's that, so. That, that battle against each other, you know, uh, a la Cody versus Austin tomorrow. Um, they're probably going to be in a similar place during the 50s. Where can you turn it on without fucking yourself over?
0: I think you can turn it on at 50. I think you can go. I think I think at the start of fifty, you can start to really turn it on. Even if it's you rip out thirty and it gets dropped, and you do cry face, two steps back, two steps forward, and continue to work. I think that's better than trying to be smooth through it. I, I really think the best are get, they're stronger than me. They're going to get in better positions than me. They have better conditioning than me. The best are going to be able to cruise at fifty with whatever they have left, and then um, die for the last fifteen rugby box jumps. I don't think if you turn it on I think if you turn it on on those burpees before the 50 you're in big fucking trouble because the right. burpees actually hurt. I mean, it's a small number but it's a long range it's of motion. It's, of <laughs> it's 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 really gets you going. So at that 50 marker if you have something left in the tank, I mean, it's I think you can take a chance there, especially if you need to make up ground. I think you can take a chance there. And it may be taking a chance, but I think it's doable for some of the higher end athletes.
1: It's probably worth touching on um expert uh, level advice coming from me, what's going to cause someone's back to fry out in this workout. So for a lot of people, it's going to be that shoulder flying forward, pull that T spine out of place and then kind of vertebrae by, by vertebrae losing tension. That's actually holding everything together. Um, that'll be a big part of it. And then I think the higher level athletes have that kind of dexterity in the posterior chain. Um, so they can get away with sort of going down, maybe a little bit faster. Yeah, definitely. But I would still say try to keep that shoulder in line a little bit more than reaching all the way back across, especially if you have any issues side to side sacrum wise. And then you know, it's not it's not to me as much about dropping the butt because like he can keep his butt pretty high and stay in that flat back position as as much as it is a little squeeze. Just a little tension there to make sure that you're going through those reps. And even if it's just tension through, you know, the 30 and the 40, and then it's... You know, get survive. The, survive, get the workout. <laughs> you done. really
0: can think of it like a kettlebell swing when you talk about someone like him because he's going to hinge to the point that it actually looks like that position, right? Yeah, that just the dumbbell is going to go to the ground and you're going to be completely flat and you have a slight knee bend and you're going to use that big hinge to basically swing the dumbbell out and over your head. So, um, but if you had a rounded back and you try swinging a kettlebell, you'd be fucked. You just wouldn't be able to do it. Not be good, right? No, so.
2: Mean- Going along with what you said, I just make sure your knees get out, too. I know those guys did a really good job of pushing their knees out. I did not do a good job of that. not mean you, because I'm at the Sorry, no (laughs) offense. They did a good job of pushing their knees out, so I think that's another thing along with making sure the spine stays neutral the entire time is pushing your knees out on the way to the floor each time.
0: Tomorrow, Drew, myself, and Ted have to get on an airplane and go visit (laughs) Mark Bell for the weekend, and uh, I think my QLs are not going to allow me to sit. No delta comfort seat is going to save me for this trip tomorrow so um take these guys advice and really get into a good position consistently i uh got away with being the sloppiest rounded back athlete of all time tonight uh i'm gonna pay for it tomorrow so Dave castro
1: let's go high skill low rep no. high weight next. yeah no. let's go no let's, no let's, let's up this let's take an old no. regionals workout one of the easy ones, throw <laughs> it back into the open. It'll be the first time he's ever repeated a regionals workout, you know, pistols, Oh, you lost, lost me. Sorry, too. what'd you say? Well, I, hey, you was tell- I
0: was telling somebody else, I actually would like Drew to win next week because if I go up 2 nothing and then he wins three straight, it's going to make a fucking thousand memes of how I blew a 2-0 lead in the open. And it's the year of yeah, that. Yeah, I know. Oh, so man. I'd rather lose next week and then like squeak Steph the next Curry two out. that big victory. I can't, I can't go up 2 nothing <laughs> and then lose three. That's not cool.
2: So. Anything else, guys? You guys want to do predictions on the top athlete for this workout?
0: Holy shit, do that. We do all right, real quick.
2: Time?
1: Sure. Uh, the best in time. time in the world. Yeah, athlete in time. 9.58, Matt Fraser.
2: I was going to say like 10.10, 10 Josh Bridges.
0: I'm going to go with Josh Bridges, but I'm going to go 7.
1: <laughs> that did happen last <laughs> yeah. year. Yeah, that's so stupid. One, I'm gonna, one second. I'm going
0: to go 9.31 uh, really fast. Bridges, 9.31? Yeah.
2: Gabe Garcia. Just to be way
3: out there. I'll, I'm gonna say Noah goes
0: nine, forty-nine. Noah wins it.
3: Sure, why wow. not? I, I would actually say Matt Fraser, but
0: he just got interviewed saying that he doesn't give a shit about the open too. But. Who did Noah? Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah. true. He doesn't but care who anyway. wins
1: it this year, but he still, Noah. Wins. Okay, Misfit. Who's gonna win? Who's got the top time in this for a Misfit? Oh baby,
0: hmm.
2: Austin.
1: Because it, it's pulled into that shorter a little bit.
0: The girl? Can girls count? Can
3: oh I, yeah. Um, I'm going to say Alexis. Yeah, yeah, I would say definitely yeah. Alexis. This is yeah. just right up her alley. <laughs> what is their weight? Like 25 pounds? Like Seven ounces. <laughs> no, 35 is yeah, like yeah. Blaze weight.
0: She's stronger than me, and her conditioning is the still, same. still just outrageous.
3: Yeah, short range of motion. What? I said it's the same as yours. Her conditioning? <laughs> yeah.
0: We're on the same level of conditioning. Yeah, pretty much. I missed my calling in the girls' you side of the games. <laughs> Okay. All right. right. Are we done, guys? Yeah, I think we might be. All right. Thanks for tuning in. 17.2 next week. Peace. Good luck. Good
3: luck.